and tell us everything that we need to know leading up to it. Okay. Tell us how we got to this point and give um, us an idea of what the story is going to be. Oh my this God. This isn't going to go well. <laughs> Just So Jables. Hello everybody and welcome to Just So Jables with me, Jables. And me, our kid. And me, producer Ben. So this week we are going to be watching Ant-Man. And the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Is it a colon? Is this a colon? There is a colon. It is a colon Quantum Mania. And we're going to be watching that without doing any, uh, any, I say not without doing any prep. We do do some prep, but without looking at other reviews, managing to avoid spoilers and countless memes and Twitter articles and giving you our instant and honest feedback. But before we get into that, our kid. How do people get in touch if they want to tell us about the show? That's a good Th question. That's our show, so why they'd be telling us about it? I don't know, <laughs> but they could. They can get us on the socials at Just So Jables on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. They can email us hello at justsojables.com or check out the website justsojables.com where there's loads of links to fun stuff, including retro reels. Super. Which we'll come on to. Ooh, will we? Mm. Retro reels. Yes. Well, we'll be back. On that in a minute. Nice. Oh yeah, that's nice. <laughs> oh, that's, that's very nice. Um, so Ben, what are you on about this week? I am on about some right old bobbins. So over the weekend, we had a double whammy of bobbins. Okay. Starting with a film called We Still Kill the Old Way. Okay. Which is, I think, about a 2014 film. Yeah. It might have passed you by. And the basic premise is it's old school east end gangsters versus street kids gangsters right so um it stars a guy called ian ogilvy mm -hmm. um as richie who's retired down like spain or somewhere or italy yeah and his brother who still lives in the old manor yeah gets attacked by a street gang i think i might have seen this go on carry on and winds up dead so yes. he's trying to save this girl from being attacked and he gets attacked himself and, and killed dies. by utes. Killed yeah. by utes, yeah. Drama school utes, though it's quite funny. Mm. So obviously, this old geezer has to come back from his retirement to wreak revenge upon this street gang. It's quite a good premise. It's just not executed very well. Yeah. And it's all it all goes a bit Danny Dyer kind of. Yeah. Except it doesn't have Danny Dyer in, but it does have his daughter in. Also called, also Danny, called Dyer. Danny Dyer. Oh really? Yeah. It's like it's a bit frustrating. It was quite good fun mm. in the moment, but it was also a little bit wobbly. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, you've, you've got the usual stuff, like the street kids are obviously, I don't know, I feel like, like it's like watching The Tribe nights, if you ever watched The Tribe. <laughs> yeah. It was all a little bit cringy and all the, the street lingo and stuff and the, the attitude and all that sort of stuff. And it's all about how things used to be in the old days, like yeah. it, we had honour, we, yeah. we were criminals. But at least we have rules, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. What are these street punks doing now? We need to teach them a lesson. And some of the little fight scenes are quite funny. And they, you know, they start kidnapping some of the soldiers from the street gang and like torturing them. It's kind of weird though because it's it keeps flipping between comedy mm. and really quite nasty violence. Yeah. So it's an eighteen rated film. Yeah. And it kind of jars a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like. What are you trying to be? Are you, are you trying to have a comedic element to this? Or is it supposed to be gritty? And they, I don't think they could decide. Yeah. So it doesn't quite work. And some of the actual cinematography is a bit thin. And 
some of the acting is a little bit wobbly and but generally it, it was okay it's probably worth a watch if you've literally got nothing better to do so yeah. given that we literally had nothing better to do we found there's a sequel to this film called we still steal the old way oh god really and if you thought the first one was bad you are in for a real treat they take it down a few pegs so old people doing a heist i don't know well, what it sounds that's like what it no. sounded like and that's what we were hoping for. Oh, okay no it's actually really a prison break film okay there is a sort of a robbery at the start mm. but it's only um a kind of ruse to get them incarcerated so that they can do something else and bust someone out of prison okay which again doesn't sound like a horrible premise, but it's just so weak. Like yeah. The execution is poor, and the characterisation. Then you realise there's a couple of guys in it from the bill from back in the day, in the eighties and nineties, <laughs> and it feels like they still think they're in an episode of the bill. Right. They haven't moved on, except they got a bit, you know, older. So yeah, don't watch that one. Yeah, I'd avoid okay. that one. The first one, it's got a kind of new tricks. Charm to it, it the old guys yeah. teaching the youngsters what's what. Like the older guys' acting was okay. They're obviously veterans, and mm. you know they were fine. The street gang, a little bit BBC street gang, yeah. kind of cheesy. But I, I enjoyed the first one. And mum and we watched it with mum and dad, and they'd actually seen it before. But then when we were watching it, mum said she thinks she might have seen a slightly edited version with slightly less swearing, slightly less violence in it. Oh really? So. Yeah, but the second one, it was it was really bad. Okay. Like, so what are you on about, Jables? Well, I haven't actually watched too much this week, but I did start watching the American version of Ghosts. Ah. I know you're a fan. I'm a big fan. And I'm, well, you know, I'm a fan as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's two. I think they're on the second series now. It was on BBC on the iPlayer, and I just just on a whim just decided to start watching it. It's fine, you know. I, you know, people get on their high horse about versions not being as good and X, mm. Y, Z. I don't care about all that stuff. They're different. Yeah. If it works, it works. It's, it's so it's different. S- same premise, uh, in terms of two people inherit the house, has an accident, she ends up seeing ghosts, but the ghosts are all different. Obviously, you couldn't have like a a, a World War Two general in not in, you the, know, same way, in the same way. You? Yeah. No. So right. it was all kind of different. So you've got. Uh, Native American chap. Uh, okay. You've got a Viking instead of a prehistoric guy, uh, which is is, yeah. is different but quite funny. You've still got a lady of the house kind of thing, but yeah. she's a bit more. I don't know because it's American, not quite as proper, but still very, very posh. You've got uh, you've still got a scout leader with an arrow for his Have neck, you. so that's quite yeah. funny. And um, there's like an American, like a twenties American jazz singer. And the general guy, he's basically like a civil war general. Ah, right. So it's different. Yeah, and it's it's quite fun. It's not as good, but I think a lot of that's the relatableness of like ghosts and bits yeah. and pieces. And they're slightly cheesier American act- actors. Yeah. So I think, you know, a lot of it with ghosts is you've got the chemistry and stuff with all the, the horrible histories, actors and mm. bits and pieces, and the two people in it. What's his name in? Who, what's Is it Michael, the guy in... Uh, her husband. Oh, Mike, yeah. Mike, yeah. He's a bit more cheesy and a bit more kind of like American, but mm. because it's different, there's, you know, I laughed along at times. It was, mm. yeah, it was quite fun. And the stories are, because they're different characters, they're different stories that mm. happen. And yeah, it's a bit, yeah. and quite silly as well. I think 
watch it if you just want to pass some time and have a giggle at something. Yeah. Is the humour very different? different? Is it less Quite. sort of awkward humour? Yeah, it's probably less so. It's it's a, you know it's an American sitcom. It's not like people walk in a room and everyone starts clapping. It's you know it's still not. <laughs> it's not married with children. No, it hasn't got a sound. You know, it hasn't got a yeah. laughter track or anything like that. Mm. It's but it, it's still yeah. It's definitely a, a, a little bit easier, but but similar. You know, I yeah, I enjoyed it. I'd probably yeah, I think I've watched a few episodes last night. I fell asleep while I was watching them and went back and watched them again because I wanted to see see what had happened. And okay. yeah, and like I said, it was interesting because the stories are different. So yeah, no, I quite I I, I quite liked it. Okay, we'll have a look yeah, at that. Good stuff, yeah. Yeah. yeah, good. Yeah. What are you on about, our kid? I'm on about retro reels. I've been on about retro reels the last few weeks really yeah, yeah. haven't I but I'm just plugging it again once more because it is coming up this Saturday it is so Saturday the 25th of February 7.30pm at the Kings Lincoln Exchange Cinema we will be watching whose turn the, is it The Terminator yes The Terminator I think it was my turn but it's fine it probably was okay. you yeah. to no no I don't give it a try no no I give don't. it a whirl The Terminator oh okay. <laughs> yeah so we'll be watching The Terminator we're very excited about it. There's posters up all over Kings Lynn. We've put stuff all over Facebook. So if you haven't seen the adverts, you're not looking in the right places. Yeah. Tickets are selling up, yeah, so they... we've got some left. So yeah. get in there. Get on the Corn Exchange website. We'll put a link on all the socials. Come and watch it with us. Yeah. It'll be great. Should be good. Looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. So Ben, Jables, Ten... Quantum Mania, Ant Man of the Wasp. Colon Quantum Mania. Ant-Man and the Wasp colon Quantum Mania, which is the third in the Ant-Man sequence of Marvel films. Ben, tell us everything that we need to know leading up to it. Okay. Tell us how we got to this point and um, give us an idea of what the story is going to be. Oh, my this God. This isn't going to go well. It's not going to go well. <laughs> Paul Rudd plays Ant-Man, Scott Lang, who is an ex-con with some special technical abilities he gets wound up in a situation where he develops special powers and he can go really small like an ant, I guess. Not quite, but close Something enough. Something like that. There's a bit of shenanigans in the first film, you know, and there's a guy played by Michael Douglas who's like the mastermind behind the technology or something and he can show bits and pieces, Hank Pym. And then there's his wife or ex-wife or something, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, ex-wife. Okay, his wife. Yeah. Uh, in the second film, so earlier on, she's hanging around in this trapped realm called the quantum realm yep. or something and they're trying to get her out and i think they managed to get her out in the that's second the second film, film yeah, yeah now the third film i think they're all going to get sucked back into the quantum realm somehow yeah. basically this is an interesting one because i think it's going to be mostly set in the quantum realm and not in the real world but mm -hmm. i don't know i'm not supposed to be analyzing i'm not supposed to be just telling no no you can't it looks um, like because yeah, you saw the trailer wasn't yeah it? so Paul Rudd playing Ant-Man, so he's got uh, a daughter, and it's like she's going to be more prominent in this one, I think. So yeah. she's she's going to do something that drags them into a situation that gets them pulled into the quantum realm. Yeah. And I guess they've got to find a way out, but I guess they're going to meet a load of zany characters along the way, including Bill Murray, who seems to be, he was in one of the trailers at least. Yeah. What role he's playing, but he looks like he's a some kind of mm. hyper-real zany game show host character of some kind down yeah. in the quantum realm I don't know what the quantum realm is because I've forgotten a bit about film too but it's a kind of is it underneath the world or in another universe I, can tell I don't you, know well ba basically when you shrink things down so Ant-Man's obviously they use the pim cut particles which shrink things down and what happens is, is if you keep shrinking things smaller and smaller and smaller then they end up going like subatomic and the quantum realm yeah. is, is 
is below because because remember he, what happens is the thing gets turned so he ends up shrinking right down into it and that's right. what they go that's what the quantum okay is. so this is where the normal life breaks down because you're smaller than an atom basically yeah basically so yeah. it's loosely based in real physics i guess but that's kind of it it looks like all the usual characters are back so we've, we've got Ant-Man back we've got wasp back we've yeah. got Pim, Hank Pym back. Yeah. We've got Michelle Pfeiffer back, whoever she is. We've got Ant-Man's daughter. We've got, we've got Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess they're just going to have to figure some stuff out and yeah. get themselves extricated from this quantum realm. Yeah. Well, they're obviously going, I mean, looking at the trailer, they're obviously going into it for a purpose. But mm. then, yeah. Looking at Michelle Pfeiffer's character i guess has not let on everything that she knew about the quantum realm and there's more well, going on down there she's than... she was down there for decades right yeah yeah so she must know some stuff she knows some stuff the thing that you've missed out really is the main antagonist i suppose which is which is kang the conqueror who don't uh, know about kang so kang do you remember did you watch loki some of it so you remember the end of loki did you no. watch you didn't make it to don't the think end i made it to the end did i don't think you did no, no. so kang was basically kang the conqueror but he was let's, let's keep it simple he was like the, the gatekeeper of time at the end of yeah, yeah and, but he was kind of goofy and a bit sort of silly and yeah. loki wasn't he yeah i, don't, I hope he's not just going to be that really he's not just going to be that because obviously like i think loki's going to be quite that, that idea of the end of loki and the variants so obviously you've got different multiverses so you have different variants of people and they're basically you know you saw the different types of the different Lokis at the end of Loki Kang dies but there is another Kang mm-hmm. there are Kang's variants across the the different timelines this is going to be a different Kang so it's not I don't think it's going to be I don't think they're all going to be goofy kind of like no, slight, slightly offbeat characters I don't know what you know where it's going to sit you know there might be a bit of that but in the trailer, he makes a promise to Scott about trying to get time back with his daughter because there was, you know, because uh, he lost five years because of the snap, and when he comes back, his daughter's older. That's I'm not sure. I just don't know how the story is going to go. To be honest, I've I've avoided everything that I can. You said there was there's another trailer out. I don't think. Yeah, I'll... it doesn't give much away. No, it it's more of a mood trailer. Yeah, I haven't watched that deliberately. Didn't watch that. The trailers I saw, it looks like you know Scott's going to have a choice to relive time and with with his daughter and. He, thinks it's going to be a good idea and then he's going to backtrack and then he's going to have a big fight with Kang and you know stuff's going to happen I don't know what's going to happen at the end it's obviously a big setup for like the, you know the next Avengers films and then the other films to come you've got Avengers it's the Kang Dynasty is like the, the next the title for the next Avengers film yeah and you've also got Secret Wars coming up as well in you know that's is that like the end game the Infinity Wars of that sort of particular well I don't know how that's going to work I don't really know how Secret Wars is going to combine in with like the Kang storyline because Secret Wars is all about the the scroll, those kind of things but I don't know if they're going to bring elements of other stories into that to turn it into a big fight basically Uh, and a lot of crossover from different universes potentially I can't remember what the story is but there's basically a battle planet like all different versions and different variants of different characters come together and have massive scraps that's not secret wars but that's no, that's london road that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um yeah i thought they'd be like building up something like that but maybe they'd be combining elements of that maybe you know it's a bit weird because you've the end of end game you had it was like all the characters fighting against thanos and those characters not as 
wasn't all baddies against goodies. Mm. I'm looking forward to it. I've got a couple of reservations in terms of it looks very CGI heavy. Like, and I hope it's not going to be to its detriment. Yeah. But, you know, in saying that, let's face it, Endgame was pretty CGI heavy as well. You've got a lot of space stuff in that as well. Guardians of the Galaxy, it's all, you know, let's face mm. it, most of it's CGI generated. So, yeah. so it can, if the film's good enough, it can still be good with that. I'm interested to see how the story goes. You know, I don't know if I can add anything else to it. Interested to see how much of a setup for following films this is going to be, or if it's going to be like more of a introduction to the baddie rather than like following threads from it. If you know what I mean, how much of it is going to be an Ant Man and the Wasp story, or how much of it actually is going to be a Kang story? Yeah, that's true. So it's hard to tell. So yeah, quite interested, and I like the other the previous Ant Man films. I you know like. I, I know a couple of people who don't don't like the first one, they, but I really like the tone of it. I like, I think it's mm-hmm. funny. It's funny, but it's also it's got, it's got some just good moments. I like the the size shift thing, the mm-hmm. stupid, like the absurdity of some of it. The top, the giant Thomas the Trank engine that comes out the out the house. Yeah. Uh, just those kind of things make me make yeah. me chuckle. I liked his little gang of friends. Yeah, exactly. So I yeah. like the bits where one of them's telling the story and you kind of see it acted yeah. out, but with them talking and they're yeah. all the voices. Oh, yeah, I like yeah, that. Sort of Is thing. it Michael Pena? Yeah, yeah. 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 But it doesn't look like he. I don't haven't looked through. No, I haven't. I deliberately again haven't trawled through the list of doesn't look stars. like it, it? No. Yeah, to mm. to avoid that. I loved that bit where, where they're on the train track and it's like they're biting in miniature and boom, boom, big kind of things. And then you see it from like the outside, yeah. like the train just like goes, mm. tink, and just falls over. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love bits like that. That I, is funny. I'm going to miss some of that because you get the whole size scale thing is in the second one as well. You've got the giant amp and the bits down the street. The, sh- the car chase is actually quite cool with the, the car shifting. This looks quite separated from that. This mm. looks very much, yeah. it's in the quantum realm. So everything's the same size is it yeah that that's the thing it's going to be the same size stuff how much of that kind of like i wouldn't say novelty novelty makes it sound like it's not a good thing but that that aspect of it will i miss because it's not there so yeah but then if the story's good enough i'm good enough to go along with mm. i'm good enough which i think is <laughs> yeah. very magnanimous of me yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you kid? Um, same really Ben asked me earlier on whether I was looking forward to it or not and I had to really think about it because on the one hand I do I like Ant-Man as as a character I like Paul Rudd a lot and I think that the, the, like the world of Ant-Man and Hank Pym and all that sort of thing I know it's quite silly but I do actually quite enjoy yeah. it so I like both the earlier films and I liked their roles in Endgame Infinity Wars I'm not sure how I feel about this one, mostly because I'm not sure how I feel about Kang having seen him in Loki. But again, as you said, mm. he might be a very different sort of character now. Yeah. I just hope it's not going to be too quippy, you know, whether Kang and Ant-Man are out quipping each other and, you know, lots of smart remarks and that kind of thing. I'm yeah. a bit bored of all that sort of stuff. Love Michelle Pfeiffer. I really like Michael Douglas. So I'm looking forward to the characters coming back. I just hope it's going to be interesting and character-driven and not just flashy, flashy things. We were trying to work out, weren't we, where you've got a film with the world built out of CGI Mm. completely and how we feel about that and whether that works. But we were talking about Tron and how much we like Tron, even though I know that's different because it is based in a computer. 
the, the whole world around being a swirly CGI thing. I think it can work, yeah. but that can't be the thing about it that works. It's no. almost like you've got to not notice that and just yeah. just see it as the world that it's built in. So, But I am saying all that. I'm looking forward to seeing the new Marvel film because I'm looking forward to a spectacle. We haven't really seen no. a spectacle at the That's cinema. True. What about playing? Yeah. <laughs> but again, that was low-key character-driven kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to explosions and a bit yeah. of crashy bashy, yeah. as long as that's not all there is. I am the same. I'm ready. For, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for another Marvel film. I don't feel you know we had a lot yeah. pushed down our throats for a while. Yeah, um, I want to come out of it going. Actually, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I don't want to come out and go. Oh, Really? Yeah. So what was what was the last one we watched? Thor: Love and Thunder, maybe. Probably. Yeah. Then which we were kind of relatively indifferent. Yeah. To, and then you had we? we had the Eternals as well, which yeah. Kind of felt, yeah. We've had a few that have fallen flat in the face a bit mm. for us. So. So we need this to be the lift. Yeah. That brings us back into it all. If anyone can do it, Ant Man can do it. Shall we uh, hit the cinema then? Let's go. Let's do it. We're back. Back from the quantum realm. We are back from the quantum realm. Did we enjoy being in the quantum realm? Let's find out. Well. Jables, talk us through it. Uh, quantum Mania. Ant-Man and the Wasp. If you've seen the trailer, there's not necessarily a lot of spoilers in the film. We probably won't go into specific plot points individually, but there's a lot we can talk about, I think, actually, yeah. when we do start talking about stuff. Uh, Story-wise, so Scott is on Earth with everyone else. He's living up his celebrity Ant-Man Avengers life, but not too much, but is a bit. Uh, he is not really doing that much Avengering, though. And his daughter Cassie seems to be getting in trouble in the police and basically take over, taking over as a, um, I don't know, what would you call her, a bit of a... An activist. Activist, that would be the word, yes. Well done. You say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she's also secretly been working with Hank and Hope in a project to have a look, basically like a big microscope, looking in to see what's happening in the quantum realm. When Janet and Scott find out about this, they're not too happy. And it seems like Janet has got some secrets she hasn't been telling about there. And they end up getting sucked into the quantum realm where they meet lots of different beasties and people and Kang and all hell breaks loose. I don't really know how else to say. We're probably going to talk about lots of bits and pieces as we go. Mm, yeah. yeah. So. Seems fair. Our kid. I'm first to analyse. You are. Okay. I'll say from the outset, I found it very derivative and almost everything in the quantum realm had some kind of Rick and Morty element and that was in the style and substance of it in the humour in the characters that they met in the quantum realm some of them I thought were quite good I liked the goo man and yeah. I liked the flamethrower head man mm. I thought you know nothing to take nothing from the design it was good it was just a bit like yeah we've seen all that kind of stuff before Similarly with the kind of humanoid type characters they met, there was something almost Star Warsy about it. You know when they mm. go to, is it Canto Bight they go to mm. in Last Jedi? They could have been there 
really. Even in the clothes that they were wearing once they got there, there was something very Lucasfilmy. Oh yeah, it. well that and it, it felt like it could have been what's it, in in Ragnarok the um, yes that kind of, yeah just that, it, that yeah. as well and even there's a character they meet when they're there yeah who's very much like the Jeff Goldblum character yeah. in Ragnarok as well so again everything we saw it felt like we'd seen before in other things probably seen better and certainly more originally before. We were talking earlier about the charm of Ant-Man and the little details that the films have outside of the story. So like that talk through they do of their plans and the different perspectives of things mm. that, that add to the humour was just missing. Yeah. And it's like they didn't even care that it was missing. It's not like they had a ham-fisted go at it and... and missed it it was like a completely different film it didn't feel like an ant-man film i know ant-man was there but he kind of could have been any quippy man mm. and that felt like a shame and it, they talked about things of his character so but you're a thief you can do this because that's apparently part you know one of his characteristics but it just didn't kind of ring true it was it didn't mean anything mm. And he, even the things about Cassie, you know, yes, being an activist, why, why wouldn't she be an activist? She's a teenage girl, of course, she's an activist. And she's also a genius in the same way as Ironheart was a genius. You know, Tony Stark took years, but she could do it as a teenage girl. Cassie can build a, what was it, a subatomic hadron collider or something, something like that. Like that. It? Yeah. And it's just, I couldn't even build a pencil case in woodwork at that age, but they can build hadron colliders and it's just a little bit oh it just feels so unreal what I, I'll, I'll come on to what i did like because there were elements of it that i did like i actually quite liked kang oddly and i quite liked as as you and i james were leaving mm. we both said we quite liked that incarnation of kang and i was worried from how he was in loki that it was going to be an, a similar kind of character a slightly quippy goofy person and mm. it would be Ant-Man and Kang having quippy goofy little face-offs but it didn't really play out like that mm. and I quite like that about it I, I don't think it's a spoiler but there is there's a, a kind of a relationship between Kang and Janet Michelle Pfeiffer's character and I quite liked that yeah. and I almost felt like that could have really been the heart of the story certainly when they were in the quantum realm and that, that could have built a more interesting world but it didn't it was yeah. almost like a side show <laughs> it, it was just a, a little part of it and it missed the mark with that it was focusing much more on the relationship between scott and cassie that we really didn't need to be the heart of the story what else did i like about it i didn't find the cgi too distracting that all feels a little bit like faint praise <laughs> but mm. It was kind of visually, I thought it was kind of fine. I wasn't sat there going, ugh, getting lifted out every two minutes. I did actually feel like it was it was a world and I understood it. I thought that the acting was generally pretty good. I didn't kind of, I know you again, you're probably going to come on to this, mm. but you weren't quite sure about the wasp and Evangeline Lilly's character and yeah. you felt that she was sort of phoning it in a little bit. I just felt like maybe her character wasn't, sort of particularly necessary so she was a bit of a spare part but Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas I kind of I thought they were okay they did 
everything they needed to I think it felt like more like perhaps the writing wasn't good enough rather than the acting wasn't good enough I like Paul Rudd I think he did a good enough job as Ant-Man but again was it an Ant-Man film I'm still wrestling with that question so that's probably as much as I can say about it really a lot of faint praise I didn't hate it and as I left the cinema I wasn't angry in the same way as I was really angry when we left Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because I felt like I'd completely had my time wasted. I didn't feel like I'd had my time wasted with this. I just felt like... I don't I don't really know how I feel about it, actually. I, that's about as much as I've got for now. Ben, over to you. Okay. Interestingly, for the first time in the history of Just So Jables, I nearly fell asleep two or three times in this film. Right. I just found it boring as hell. Like I was just bored the whole time. Mm. And in the bits where I was paying attention, I was rolling my eyes mostly, going, Oh, okay, they're doing this now, are they? I really didn't like it. I thought it was a waste of time. Like you, I don't see why it was an Ant Man film. Because the Ant Man and and the Wasp weren't really core to what actually happened, you know. Okay, we're in the quantum realm, but it could be anywhere, couldn't it? Could be any could be a planet could be anything yeah. mm. it's just another worldly setting yeah. or environment so yeah I, I agree with that i don't know why it's an ant-man film because it didn't have those charming elements that i like about the ant-man films like the gentle humor and the funny little scenarios it went just a bit crashy bashy quippy generic for me and it's like they kind of managed to put everything i hate about marvel films into a marvel <laughs> film honestly yeah. i was just a combination of bored and we're doing this are we so let's break it down a little bit I won't say too much because I'll let Jables have a go he might be a bit more constructive than me but basically for me it's just it was just a, a contrived excuse for a massive drawn out boring fight and that was it and then the talky bits I think were where I was about to fall asleep so is there anything I did like about it like you I didn't hate the visual style I just think they overplayed it think if they dialed it back a bit so some of the characters they designed them quite interesting mm. like you said there's a Rick and Morty element and that was there but I still like some of the design of some of the characters and some of the machinery mm. and you've got things like buildings that can move around and things like that and I quite like that but again I was watching it thinking I don't know why these things are in an Ant-Man film but there we go but then they, they just kept pushing it too far. And then we got silly things. I don't know if it's a spoiler to say there's a bit where you realise there's a massive, there's this huge infrastructure and there's like a city that seems to go on forever. And it's like, why? This doesn't make any sense. Mm. I thought this was supposed to be a mysterious world and all you've given us is a generic sci-fi city. And they just kept pushing things too far. The individual, like the troops, like the, I don't know if it was a sort of army, but like the troops... The design was quite interesting, but then there was just like too many of them and it was just like copy and paste, copy and paste. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, now I just don't care. Individual characters, who have we got? We've got Jelly Olaf. I quite like Jelly Olaf. Yeah, that's... I, I don't have holes kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> Goo guy. Quite liked him. Jables, you probably hated him. No. He was probably my favourite character. Uh, who else have we got? We've got um, the, the big-faced gold school head guy. Modoc. Against all my better judgment, I did quite like that character. And I'm wondering if you might be the most hated character in the whole film. But I, I thought it was quite funny. Again, they overquipped with that guy sometimes yeah. and then it pulled me out of it. But generally, because I, I like the design of it, I thought it was quite interesting. 
we've got true true woman you know remember the true true and all that kind of stuff i was like oh really we need one of those like a tribal leader kang's sort of penthouse head office annoyed me because it was just not ergonomically designed at all <laughs> so there were bits where there were little steps up to raise gantries Oh, yeah. For no reason. Yeah. And he had to whatsoever. use a little beam to float around. Yeah. And then his, yeah. his sort of throne or his little sitting area where he's like being all powerful in this gold sort of pod. Yeah. There's no steps up to that. Yeah. He's got steps everywhere else. There's no steps to that. So he used that blue disc. To, it's like, yeah. oh, I've got a blue disc, by the way. Maybe it's like a moat like, and only he can get up there. I, yeah. It's it's just, I feel like you can imagine that teams of animators and CGI people go, oh, yeah, but, guys, what we could do is like. Yeah. Don't give him stairs because what I want to do is like you can step onto this beam. This, this yeah, yeah. it's like I'll just give him some steps because you put <laughs> yeah, steps yeah. in somewhere. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what more I can say. Like it was just nah, boring. Jables, I think you feel slightly more positively than I. Uh, no, I think I probably I probably feel a bit more positive than both of you. Overall, I could easily and I could easily talk myself out of it. I I actually enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed the experience. I'm not sure if it's just being in the cinema watching a watching a Marvel film, there was enough in it that I found enjoyable. I wouldn't say it was good. I think that's that's the distinguishing factor because there was also a lot that annoyed me. Jumping to the things I liked, the setup start with Janet and Kang in the quantum realm, I quite enjoyed. Oh, I yeah. liked that sort of section. Like you said, our kid, that, that was actually something that could have been explored a bit more. And even though you do see more of it later in kind of like flashback explanation of what happened again there was a, a depth there that could have been more interesting mm. overall yeah so in terms i like i quite like the first third they're going into the quantum realm there's no easy setup for it so it was a little bit rushed i thought okay yeah fair enough they've done a good enough job getting it getting into there let, let's say I quite liked the idea of why Kang was in the quantum realm as well, because it's that separate universe from the multiverse. That's why he's in there. I'm not going to say why or who mm. put him there, but I actually quite liked that. That was an interesting kind of idea, but again, didn't really get explored. He just got told and that was it. I almost would have liked to have seen how he got into there, but then it starts becoming less of an Ant-Man film and more of a Kang film. And I think that probably would have been better if it was in a yes. lot of ways. Yeah, but would. maybe they didn't want it as an origin story. They were just introducing him through another character. And I don't necessarily think that all work. The thing with Kang, as we've seen him in Loki, as we will see him again, there is lots of variants. I really like this variant. And it was almost proven to me that I liked him more than I could potentially like a lot of them when you get later on in the film again not going to spoil it but there's there's things that you see later on and hear from later on that makes you think this could potentially have been the most interesting variant of Kang which makes me think he's probably gonna pop up again other things I liked I quite like Michael Douglas in it I don't know what yeah he was a bit a bit silly of things controlling a spaceship and stuff but yeah at the end where he was surrounded by ants oh. let's say it kind of like had that sort of stature and a bit more um yeah, bit looked, more about him a bit more comfortable which is weird to say mm, but he looked cool yeah looked, so I, I liked him again as you say Paul Rudd's Ant-Man character he was kind of the same he was probably kind of comedy-ish start felt like Ant-Man yeah 
but there was such a switch when they got into the into the quantum realm and we said it beforehand that I kind of like felt it was going to happen and it totally happened it was still an Ant-Man film it's an Ant-Man character it's, it, I get, you know it's like saying Avengers can't go into space I agree with you Ben it felt like it could have been a space in another planet mm-hmm. but you know they, those characters all exist outside in different places so I was fine with that it was just it lost the heart of what the Ant-Man films have been up until this point. You know, it's a bit like when Spider-Man was in, yeah, it was Endgame, where he ends up in space with, uh, you know, with Tony Stark. Infinity War. Infinity War, sorry, yeah. Mm. And it's just a bit kind of like, yeah, he's out of his comfort zone, and he doesn't necessarily make sense there. You know, he's he's there, he comes, he moves from being Spider-Man to just being another superhero. Yeah, that's it. And that's kind of what he was. I liked Janet's backstory, that there was more mystery to it, but I'm really annoyed that she didn't say anything because it makes no sense why you wouldn't yeah. have told them about it. It just doesn't make any sense. You know, if it was such a big bad, people would need to know about it. I, I, I'm not sure if they were saying it's because she was feeling guilty for what I she did. I think that's did. what they were trying to do. It would have been better if they'd actually given her a backstory that she she genuinely had to feel guilty about. Yeah. Again, like Ben says, the tribe people who capture them. It felt to me like there was a strange jump cut at one point. When they end up falling into the quantum realm, they get split up. Ant-Man, Cassie are kind of separated off, and Hank and Janet and Hope, and they kind of separate off. And there's a bit where, you know, she obviously knows what's going on. And you, you see this kind of... They introduce some other characters who kind of appear. But she suddenly... It's like almost like a jump cut when they're together and then just suddenly appear in front of these people. And then she's talking to them, and you're supposed to think, oh, what's going to happen here? And she can talk to them and, and get to the... I want to know about them as well. You know, that's an interesting thing. There were lots of things that are potentially is- mm. interesting that you didn't see. You know the reasons Kang's there, but how he got there and what he did to get there. If it's just a quantum realm because it's on a different plane, you know, they say it's, it exists outside of time. It's still got an origin. It's still got... Why are, the, why are there people that are people yeah. there? I didn't yeah. hate the design. I was the same as you. I, I said afterwards, the CGI... I actually liked and I I liked the, the world building. It's got elements of, you know, macro or microorganisms and weird, as you say, Rick and Morty esque characters. Mm. When Ant Man and Cassie get captured by these people, they're captured by these people, but then these people blame them for leading Kang to them. I was mm. a bit, and then she's apologizing for it. I was like, Yeah, something's mixed up in the yeah, yeah. mixed up in the story. Exactly like you said. I think the the writing and the story don't necessarily justify all the stuff that's happening very well. Mm. So there's bits with the suits I didn't like, and I think they kind of changed the rules at times about yeah. how things worked. Mm. I don't, you know, someone can point out that I'm completely wrong, but there's a whole giant man and ant man thing that happens, and then the helmet comes off, and I'm just like, that can't happen because of this. But I'm just like, fine, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. There is a long sequence, as you said about Rick and Morty, there's so much of the design. And I think, I was thinking about it afterwards, and I thought, there's a lot of people that would watch this and watch Marvel stuff that won't necessarily have seen Rick and Morty. So I kind of forgive that a little bit. Mm. What I don't forgive is where they effectively use literal storyline elements from it. Like, there's a bit where, and it wasn't just because of the Rick and Morty reference, I hated when he split characters and he started splitting into different Mm. people. And I literally thought about it. So as soon as it had, like, straight away, I first thought, I'm Bad Ash and I'm Good Ash mm. from um, Army of Darkness. Yeah. But then 
kept splitting up and I was just like this and, and talking about Schrodinger's cat I was like this is literally the Rick and Morty episode when they start splitting off yeah, and doing street. things differently yeah. and I thought about that and I thought that's so much more interesting than Rick and Morty because they're doing different things this is just like people splitting and it just, that that for me was a CGI nightmare yeah. and then when she starts doing it as well and then why she turns up and just like Hope just suddenly starts helping him not knowing why mm. there was something missed in the story there as well it did become a crashy bashy fight at the end I didn't mind the, the actual city it, it made made sense that an army was being built to break mm. out of that place it was just so big, so big it lost yeah. all meaning that's it really yeah I know what you mean I know what you mean but I didn't have a, I didn't have a problem with it because it was mm. just a thing that was there I got I don't know why but when the thing was spinning around I got Dr Manhattan vibes for some yeah. reason where where well, yeah, he did keep it. going blue. <laughs> yeah, 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 he did. So overall, I enjoyed it. I can absolutely see why you wouldn't like it, and I can mm. see why you'd find it boring. It could have been tighter and better, but, you know, I guess it's personal preference. The elements that were good, I think, could have been made really good. Mm. And there was just a, a couple of things that were, like, missed, missed tricks in it, which made it a little bit annoying. I do have to correct myself as well. I was, we were talking beforehand about Secret Wars and I started, I said I mentioned about Secret Wars which is the Avengers film and I started talking about the plot of Secret Invasion and I realised we were watching the film I was like, no, they are building up to Secret Wars Secret Wars is the one that I was saying about where basically all the, everyone's fighting against each other not Secret Invasion because Secret Invasion is going to be the series right. with Samuel L. Jackson okay. and yeah, the, the, the scroll one so they're kind of like missing that out in the films and doing that extra in the in the series so yeah that's a little correction so if you were screaming at the at the stereo when i was talking about stereo. that stuff the stereo <laughs> then that's where uh, i got mixed up there were some end credit scenes I'm not going to spoil because i don't think they really spoiled anything i don't think they really added much no, to it they didn't, did they? Yeah. there was a second end credit scene that not to spoil but it linked back to a tv show yeah and the, the woman sat behind me and I heard her say, yeah. well, that was the best part of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so even, she's obviously looking forward to the TV. Yeah, but even that felt like it was... It didn't even feel in context. It felt like... Uh, do you remember when... I can't remember which film it was, but when they were introducing Infinity War, I think they literally just lifted scenes out of what was going to be the next film mm. instead of making it like an end credit scene. Mm. Felt like that there. So they were like, okay, we need to pick a put an, a final scene in what should we do okay we'll cut that wasn't it I don't think it was even 30 seconds it, it short, felt like 15 yeah. seconds out of the series out of context didn't make sense and you saw three well it three sort of made sense because oh, it made it sense linked because to what someone had said earlier it, but yeah it linked to what someone said and linked to the characters but then it was like I can, I can imagine if you saw that series and I don't know because I haven't been out yet there's probably 40 other scenes that you could have just lifted 15 seconds out and it would have made, yeah. been exactly the same. Lazy, possibly. A little bit, yeah, yeah, a little bit. And that other, the mid-credit ones, I hate all that stuff. I mean, I'm not going to say what, what was in it, Yeah. but these slightly kind of ethereal characters hamming it up, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm so I, bored of that. Yeah, I was, I, I was the same, mainly because we'd seen the most interesting part of that character, I thought, up until yeah, that point. Yeah, I agree. And he was, he was really understated during the film but you felt the menace as well probably not the same way as if Thanos but you act you could understand how this could be like a bigger wider threat so yeah have you got any kind of grade um I didn't actually think of a grade really you again raised your Doctor Strange oh. hate things 
I would put Doctor Strange way above this film. Would you? Absolutely. Because I, I stand by that film. I think that, that's, that's good. Weird, it? it is weird. It is strange that we, we think so much, because we generally think along the same lines of films, not, uh, not no, in everything. That's right. You know, even though I enjoyed it, I would put it in the lower end of the scale. Mm. It's probably nearer to all the dark world. And I say that with the best intention, because I've, I've rewatched that film. I, I didn't like that at all when it first came out. And I've rewatched it and gone, actually, there's mm. bits I like about it. But there's also bits that could have been better and could have made it a really, really strong film. Yeah. Whereas what turned out, it just made it mediocre and a little bit meaningless. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd probably give it like a Thor The Dark World, really, mm, out okay. of films. What about you? Well, I, think? What would you I give it? have given it an incest baby episode of Rick and Morty mm. out of films. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I'm going to use cars out of films had a couple of thoughts but I've ended up with this one so I've started with a Mazda MX-5 which is a good car you love MX-5 I do I don't love MX-5s I like MX-5s I think they do a specific job very well and that's what I like about the Ant-Man films so the quirky setup the sort of gentle humour the fact that it's not too overblown so what they've done is they've taken an MX-5 so something charming that has a point of view but it's an MX-5 where they've put an extreme lowering kit on it, uh, an extreme body kit on it, they've put a turbo kit on it, yeah. and they've bought every single chrome trim surround that you can possibly get for an MX-5, and they've attached it. With so double-sided got, sticky tape. With double-sided sticky tape. <laughs> so you've got... A max power MX-5. Yeah, chrome trim around all of the light clusters, chrome trim around all of the air vents in the cockpit, You've got chrome trim around the number plates. You've got yeah. chrome trim around probably the rear view mirror. But it's the DIY version. Yeah. It's not the it's not the marquee version. No. So that's <laughs> that's what you've got, and you're just looking at it, thinking, "I wish it was just an MX-5." Mm. So that's me. I yeah. don't suppose there was a car moment particularly, was there? No. What about, what about trailers? Well, we, we had Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, which but we've already talked the about. The old trailer that you said, which is annoying. I would have quite liked to have seen the new big new trailer in big screen and there was another Marvel property that we can't remember, can't remember what, it was. What, what was it then was it a series it was, oh it was the Spider-Man one wasn't it, it the, was. the cartoon one it was the into the Spider-Verse not yeah. into the Spider-Verse across the Spider-Verse yeah. Yeah. yeah which I'm quite looking forward to yeah. I have to admit I found the sound on that when people were talking a bit quiet there was a bit where he's talking. Oh, talk to his mum. Yeah. talking to his mum. Yeah. I couldn't really hear very well what, what she yeah. was saying, and then suddenly it went yeah. boom, That's and things started happening. Because on the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy, I couldn't hear what they were saying most of the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just a little. So maybe it was just an odd quality reel. I think across the Spider Verse, I am looking forward to. My concern with it, I love Into the Spider Verse. You know, I really like that. If I had a complaint about that film at the end there's the set piece with kingpin and the man you know the the multiverse machine thing it becomes a bit of a animation nightmare for me there's just so many things getting thrown at you all the time and even in this trailer there's bits where you see loads of spider-man versions just running and i hope there's not too much of that i hope there's slow bits as well i hope there's a build-up to it rather than just a we need to throw loads at the screen all the time because that does annoy me a little bit when there's so much going on. Yeah, but, it's that kind of thing which we had, I think, with this film from tonight. It's just because you can doesn't yeah. mean you should. Anyway, we'll step back into anyway, it. Anyway, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. But next week is Terminator. Yeah. It is. 
Mm-hmm. Saturday the 25th, Kingsley Call Exchange. Be there or be square. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we sold in more tickets tonight. It's filling up. Well, hopefully we'll see you there. Yeah, see yeah. you there. Just so tables.